how magical that that path should cross. Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Who wants to get funky tonight? It's cool. I like it. Those stories are all lies. Okay. Get your facts straight. What kind of music you like? Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will. And mine, Stephen. <laughs> still Stephen, yeah. still Will. Here we are. And uh, off the heels of Come Drink With Me, Stephen wanted to do a uh, samurai movie. So we are doing a 1955 film from director Tomu Uchida. It's called Bloody Spear at Mount Fuji. Yeah. And it is a samurai movie. There, there are in fact samurai. There are samurai in it. Is it a samurai movie? <laughs> kind of. It's, yeah, it's. It's not really. Yeah, it's honestly, it's. I mean, it's about samurai, but it's not about samurai. It's kind of. Yeah, it is a. Because um, traditionally, like the samurai movies are, I wouldn't. I don't know that they're action movies, but they are. There was an action element. Yeah. And this and movie is... Kind of sidesteps that. Yeah, it's just definitely not that. And I had an idea that this movie was not the traditional samurai movie from uh, what I had heard of it before. Mm. But I was not sure. And the title surely does not <laughs> inform you that it is uh, more of a drama. Yeah, yeah. This, the, it was definitely not what I was expecting. And yeah, so like, I, I thought... But like half an hour in, I'm like, I guess this is just a drama, not a. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, it's uh, definitely not what I was expecting. Now, but the question is, what is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Um, I think had I known what it was going into it, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. That that being uh that i was just kind of expecting some fight to break out somewhere. so you were waiting for action the whole yeah movie? and it kind of didn't really happen until like a little bit at the end and yeah so it was kind of like oh this is i mean i wouldn't necessarily say through like the entire movie i was waiting for it because like at some point you just kind of realize it's just not going there right it definitely <laughs> becomes clear at some point yeah like about maybe a third of the way through you're like okay this is clearly not going yeah. the action route they've they're not setting up anything action oriented right because like i had heard that it's atypical it's not like your normal samurai movie and i thought yeah but it's called Bloody Spear Mount Fuji, so I'm fucking atypical my ass. <laughs> and so, like, even though I kind of knew or kind of had an idea that it might be different, I was still, like, 
All right. Buddy Spear, here we go. <laughs> so I was kind of, I don't know that I was waiting for action, but I was definitely like expecting a different sort of movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the point when he gets drunk, like violently, the yeah, gets kind of like violently drunk and kind of scares off the peddlers is kind of like, okay, they could have gone action scene with this and they didn't like, they're, yeah. they're just not going action on this. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even I was thinking that would be like the point of like, Oh, cause early on they kind of mentioned like, Oh, he gets mean when he's drunk and I'm like, Oh, he's going to get drunk and just start fucking things up. And yeah. And, and he kind of does, but not really. <laughs> kind of, but I don't. Yeah, that would be a weird place to just bust into action if they did in like, this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of like, and then so they go through that scene, and he gets really angry and pissed off, and he scares some people off, and he doesn't like get really violent per se. No, and so no. it's just like when when they did that, I'm like, okay, if they were gonna go violent, that was where they were gonna do it. Yeah. And they didn't. So clearly, that's not what this movie is about. But <clears throat> yeah, so it's a different sort of movie. And so I just um yeah, how how do we approach this? <laughs> yeah, it's like what do we even say about it? Well, did point? you like it? I think I kind of did. I think I think by the end of it, I yeah. was appreciating it a, a lot more. Like it it you've got to give it the time to set itself up and to yeah. give you the information you need. And I definitely liked it. Mm -hmm. I, to me, like similarly, I was expecting different things, but, um, it feels like a movie that you would have to see a couple of times just to sort of unpack because, Right, like right. it's doing a lot of things with the classes of the different people and yeah. the way that they're relating to each other. Um, and maybe if I was Japanese, it would make a bit. More it would be very clear sense, to me, yeah. and I would be like, "Oh yeah, this guy is doing that." But like being an outsider, I I feel like I need to see it again to really unpack some of that. Right. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, got a lot of interesting uh, type of stuff going on in it, different character interactions, and it kind of feels almost like a bit of a, like a Canterbury Tales kind of a thing where it's just yeah. people on a journey and they've each got their own uh, situation and story that they've got to kind of deal with. And okay. I'm not familiar with Canterbury Tales. but I'm not super familiar with it. I just, but it's like it's a bunch of people going on a pilgrimage to Canterbury. So it's okay. And there's all these different people and they, it's that one is more of like stories within stories. Like they're going on this pilgrimage, they camp for the night or stay at an inn or whatever. And they tell stories to each other. Yeah. But each character has their own, you know, they're their own character and they're going to tell their own little story. Yeah. So I and guess if have... you take the stories out and you just have the people on the pilgrimage, yeah. that's kind of what this is and so like each person in Canterbury Tales has the story they tell but they also have the story that they're living yeah, while I mean, they're, they're on all, the road 
because they're all going to Canterbury and they're all different people who have their own motives for going there. Right. And so it's kind of like you take that and just like, here's all these people with their own different reasons for going to this one place and they're all just happen to be there and yeah. interacting with each other because and they're, that is how this movie is. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. So it just kind of explores all these different little characters and what they're doing. Yeah. And why they're doing it and what they want. Did you like the characters? No, I did. I liked. I liked. I liked pretty much all of them, honestly. They're all pretty, pretty good. I liked them. Yeah. I fucking love the little kid. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, the gutsy little kid. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, the little. I just love him for. I just like that. Just um, I don't know how to describe it. He's just a little kid, and he just want you know he's idealistic, and he's like, oh, I want to be a fucking spear carrier. <laughs> like I don't know, it's cool. And then he gets, uh, he, he just falls along, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, I I feel felt like he was gonna be like, because there there's a thief in there, and the whole time I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of these travelers as the thief, and I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, is it going to be the kid? These are going to be the, the kid thief archetype oh, kind of man. character. Like, I was kind of just like, like, oh, who would be the thief and why? Like, I kind of thought it was maybe going, and then the thief shows up and it's just a totally different. <laughs> like, that's just right. not even about that at all. They kind of telegraph it as being that one guy that's like the the miner who, who right. saved all that money. Yeah. Because kinda... the, that cop is just like, why the fuck do you have all this money? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, like, what the fuck? You must be the thief. Yeah, so it's uh, <clears throat> it does do a little bit of that where it's like trying to throw you a red herring here and there of just like yeah, but ultimately that's kind of not what it's about. And no, it's not really even a plot movie. It's just yeah, um, it's, it, the interaction between the people yeah on the road. And uh, did you find some of it funny? It, it was man because there's some funny shit in there <laughs> when the kid gets like that freaking uh, tea ceremony in the middle of the road and yeah. the kids all just <laughs> that shit's funny and then yeah the kids with his diarrhea yeah fucking... they're just like what's that smell <laughs> it's just this uh, like thought, elegant was... tea ceremony and they're just like what I was the fucking fuck is dying this? yeah that was great that was great uh yeah there was there was some good stuff with the uh the the drunk guy the genta the oh yeah the the other yeah the samurai servant guy yeah the guy who was the the drinker yeah yeah which yeah kind of like the movie kind of like it kept throwing me as like what it was about like first that oh this is gonna be about like drinking and like problems with the drinking or something because yeah because yeah. Right away, you get the guy who's just like, "Oh, I'm loyal to my sake." <laughs> just like, and then you get like these, and then there's this whole lecture of like, "Oh, you're not like we're trying to keep this guy from not drinking," and oh, my master's an asshole when he gets drunk. And then you have yeah. the the cop and the minor guy, or the talk. He comes in, and he's like, "Oh, you want to drink?" He's like, "Oh no, I don't drink." And it's just like, so I was thinking, "Oh, there's there's a lot of alcohol reference in here and right. how it's." used and and what effects it has on people and so i thought it was going to go in kind of that direction but it kind of doesn't it just kind of no not really it yeah. doesn't really dive into that and 
So it was constantly kind of like, where is this movie going? I, I mean, there. yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that, that I would need to see it again to really unpack because I feel like the, the alcohol is such a catalyst to a lot of the things that happen in the movie right? that it might not necessarily be saying something about alcoholism, but I feel like the it's, way that alcohol is used and the way that characters interact with it is it's like has some meaning, kind yeah. of a, yeah, commentary on the classes and stuff. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, so much of that is kind of all tied together. Right. And it's definitely got a lot of just... It's kind of just all about the classes and what yeah. they're... Like, like right from the start where you get the kid and he wants to be in the, the spear carrier guy is just like, oh, well, this is how you got to behave and this is, you got to be doing this. It's, it's, it's about like, winds up being about loyalty and w- whether it's earned and de- or right. deserved and yeah. And just, just it nosedive straight into that of right from the start going into who is superior and why and and then as at the end it really starts hammering into it yeah or like who is superior and why or are they superior (laughs) yeah (laughs) like what what is who who is superior is anyone superior right it's it's a lot more of a it's a deconstruction of the concept of nobility and yeah class structure yeah it's i like i I really like that. And that's why I think, like, watching it again would really enrich that kind of stuff. Right. Because I would be able to see right from... I would know going into it that that's what to look for. And right. And see the pieces lining up. Because there's probably a bunch of that I just totally missed. Because yeah. I was looking in other directions for what the movie was about. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this where the action's going to start? <laughs> yeah, there was that. And there was like, oh, who's the thief? And the thief is kind of <laughs> not really... Yeah, like, all of those little stories they don't actually they don't like because yeah at the beginning you, they talk about the thief and so you think like maybe that's the kernel of the movie and, and maybe it's something else and but then you learn like no none of that is <laughs> is the actual like right meat of the movie the, it's it's uh, more ethereal than just a plot sort of thing right right so there is that one action scene there at the end yeah there's there's an action scene at the end and like like that was kind of i think where the like obviously that's where everything comes to a head it's the climactic thing but it just it really felt like i don't know like it's a scene that just if you took it by itself it wouldn't really mean much but the whole movie building up to it gives that scene such a dramatic impact yeah even though like you look at it and it's just like it's clearly not particularly choreographed it's just this dude flailing around with a spear just like (laughs) yeah kind of doesn't even know what he's doing but for the most part it looks like and right but at the same time it's just like there's so much tension in that because of everything that's built up there is for sure and also like like the I found it to be like especially if you took it out and just watched <laughs> that um, 
the the sword strikes are so clearly like far away from the people right but right. yet it's like when they kill the one guy vague you know no no spoilers <laughs> when they kill somebody it's like that sword is so far away from that dude and so like when i was watching the rest of it i was just like oh did that get him <laughs> nope <laughs> i was like that too i was like oh man like i thought that guy like fell over and died or something but now he gets back up and yeah yeah, so I feel like taking it out would even make that even like right. worse. Yeah, it's it's definitely not something you're gonna watch for the choreography or the yeah. But in in a way that kind of feeds into what you were saying before. Not not so much the uh, distance of the strikes, but just in how generally uh, just flailing and sloppy the fight is. Yeah, uh, just in that where you had said like like is anyone superior at all it's like you have this guy just flailing around with the spear doesn't know what he's doing at all but he takes on these four guys and yeah and so it's like yeah i mean it, this guy how would how would this guy take on four guys if these guys were really you know yeah you know, where's the superiority in any of this they're samurai and and so they're theoretically one of them should be able to take this guy out no problem yeah right and then but this it, dude so is fucking enraged and you know there's all these factors in, in and humanity yeah and so it just underscores that whole theme yeah. of like these guys aren't any better than <laughs> right random guy with a spear who just got pissed off you know yeah and it works also because those guys are they come into that that uh, bar it's not really a bar but it's a a place yeah. with sake <laughs> i don't know enough about a that cafe era. almost is what yeah, it seems kind like of, yeah um but, but yeah. they come in there to drink but they're clearly already you know yeah, they've they, been they've, hopping around for yeah, a while they've been carousing down they're clearly yeah. already a uh, little uh right and so the uh the alcohol is sort of they were already like they're clearly not good people right in general and that the samurai should generally uh be living according to a code and be you know a good person right, or whatever right. but but the alcohol is just even further kind of diminishes their physical skills and mental and just everything so right they come in there all staggering drunk and yeah you know, just talking shit and being assholes and stuff yeah they're the and it's i find it also interesting that um the method that that the guy the spear carrier uses to kill them is the spear which is supposedly this uh you know ancient relic sort of thing passed down this fucking right. you know weapon that's you know fucking wow this is a, a real deal spear and then they reveal it like no it's just a fake <laughs> but is it i mean it, it kills them <laughs> right so it's it's badass enough like mm -hmm. does the, the 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 lineage of this spear matter right at all? it's still you know it's still powerful and effective yeah. and like does does that lineage add anything to it anyway like right. what's what's the point of having this storied lineage historical spear if it's not doing anything and yeah what's the point of that history if it 
if it still works without it, if it's still. Uh, yeah, and so like mm. the a human is same thing. Like a human is born into whatever they're born into. So like a guy born into a samurai yeah. family is he better than the the kid born into poverty that wants to be a spear carrier? Like right. everybody is a human, so we're all basically the you know we're all working with the same stuff, but we have different opportunities and right. So it's so, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff yeah, in there. It's a very thoroughly echoed theme right. through, through the story and how it's played out. Yeah. So, and that like, it's like all these lower class people are always like the more noble people who are they all are willing to sacrifice and yeah. they want to do the right thing and just want to have a nice happy life and it's these. Right. These upper class people who are just like, no, let's block the fucking road. Yeah, they don't so nobody fuck. can get past, just so we can drink some tea and watch the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they just yeah, selfish assholes, and which is what uh, really I enjoy about the uh, when the kids shitting his brains out, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I took it as the because they show when he goes to go into the reeds the the uh the peddlers that yeah they're down there too they're down there too so i took it as they were shitting as well maybe they weren't <laughs> i don't know but i liked to think that they were all uh you know in the communal bathroom and uh and the uh, the rich the, the the assholes had to deal with it and so i liked that at being yeah. a member of the of the lower class <laughs> Uh, I kind of thought they were going to move on just, like, smell and be like, oh, what the hell? And then, like, pack up and leave. And, like, the kid's diarrhea saves the day and everybody gets to continue their journey. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it may, it may have if the if the rain didn't come. But, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of uh, when I saw The Who in Irvine. The... I forget what the fucking place is called. It's called different... It's called, like, Verizon something now. But, anyway... Next to it is this giant pig farm, and if the wind hits just right, then the the pig shit smell goes over the whole amphitheater. <laughs> and so the Who were playing a song, and the fucking wind shifted, and the whole place just smelled like shit, and Roger Daltrey's singing the song, and he just, like, stops singing <laughs> in the middle of the song, and he's just like, oh, hold on, I just got... I, I, I got taken back to my fucking farm in England because I just smelt all this pig shit. Let's uh, fucking get it back on track. So, I don't know. Unrelated, but it just made me think. Good old, the, the smell of shit can uh, have uh, good or bad effects. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what you use it for, I guess. Yeah. So, do you know, have you heard of uh, Tomo Ushida before? No, no, I hadn't, hadn't heard of the guy. I did read the little booklet that came with the oh, okay. DVD that kind of talked about him. So, Tomo is apparently a name he grabbed as a, as a kind of a westernization of his, oh, okay. because of the name Tom, basically. Oh, okay. And I forget what his, his real name was, but he kind of came up with this as his screen name oh, which okay. is kind of interesting because uh and the way that hong kong actors would do that a lot of yeah and then i was like oh this is 55 this is a good deal before any of the hong kong films we've watched but 
Yeah, like... I'm trying to think of what year Rashomon is. Because whatever year Rashomon is, Rashomon was the first like Japanese movie to get a theatrical release in the U.S. Mm. And I want to say that's like 50. Mm. Okay. So... If this is 55, then it's possible that, like, maybe... Because I don't know, like, when did it say when he took that name on? I think that was, like, in the, like, freaking 20s or something. Okay, Cause yeah, because he, he started in the silent era. Yeah, and, like, he was apparently this really, like, international kind of a direct... Like, he wanted to be, like... Oh, okay. He, he wanted to be, um, at least, like... Uh, he wanted to, Japan to open up and not be as a uh, isolationist as oh, okay. it was. In the, in the, so maybe he was trying to lead the charge. Yeah, so it was kind of like surprising. Like, oh, this guy was really like ahead of his time, and like he was really trying to branch out culturally into other areas. And well, that's cool. And kind of surprising in that in that in that era of Japan, he would yeah. be able to get any kind of success with that kind of a kind of subversive outlook on. Right, like, cause I guess most of his films from that pre-war don't exist anymore. Like they've, yeah, or you know, unless we uh, get some lucky uh, find of ancient film footage that occasionally occurs, but maybe, but 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 uh, seems pretty unlikely. Well, especially for Asian stuff, because Asian stuff didn't get released worldwide back then. Yeah, and so that's where like we find like Metropolis got. You know, it got released worldwide, so they found a fucking, you know, the, the print in Argentina, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's like there a lot of the early Doctor Who episodes. The stuff in the studio was shot on this old ass videotape, and so in order to make room, they erased these videotapes oh. <laughs> at some point in Doctor Who's history, and so then those episodes were missing, but because it was played around the world, they've found 60 millimeter prints of a lot of the episodes, not all of them, but you know, they find like, Oh, here's five episodes in the middle of fucking Africa and (laughs) shit like that. But like the Asian stuff, I don't think got released much outside of the the Asian region. Yeah. I I don't think, uh, I feel like if it's lost, it's pretty much lost at this point. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of doubt they'll uh, uncover some secret stash. But it's like the same thing with Chinese movies. Like anything before the fifties is like, oh shit, <laughs> there's it actually survives. <laughs> yeah, and and that's especially true for Japan yeah. because after the war, a lot of that stuff was just destroyed as propaganda. That yeah was uh, so and. I think it was deliberately just wiped out just to not have this uh, kind of imperial propaganda to cause or to inspire resistance against uh, right, this right. new democratic government being installed in Japan. So, Yeah, I know when, when the U.S. was in control of Japan for the years after World War II, um, they banned all like you couldn't shoot a period movie yeah because it was uh yeah, they were, thought it was gonna you know <laughs> embolden the samurai warrior spirit yeah <laughs> yeah there was there was a lot of fear of that going on and a lot of uh, a lot a lot of uh, the old films were just kind of destroyed and it's too bad it's yeah kind of sucks but yeah well um tomo uchida was uh 
like he started in the twenties, but then he 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 became a prisoner. I don't know if it mentioned that in the book, but in the in the the years either during the war or after the war, somewhere in there, he got imprisoned for a number of years. Yeah, I think it did say something about that in uh, in China, and then he came back. And this movie is his first movie back. Right. So it's his first movie since, like, the, the late 30s. Right. He said he went to, like, Manchuria for a while. Yeah. And was, like, trying to start up a, the film industry there and kind of encourage that. And yeah, he, he stu- in, the, in the 30s, he worked at Nikatsu, but he left there to start his own company and... And then we worked with some other thing I read about, but he never made a movie throughout all that. It was just like trial and error, <laughs> kind of yeah. like, you know. And then he got captured or whatever, somehow. Right. I don't know the story. Yeah, I didn't go into much depth on that, so I don't really know what was going on with that. It was yeah. just a little. Uh, what do you want from a little slip in the <laughs> right, DVD yeah. case? Yes, but. <laughs> yes. But anyway, he's he's one of these directors like Kurosawa or fucking Ozu or you know any of these these big fucking like oh shit classic era Japanese directors that are highly regarded. Mm-hmm. Uchida is one of them, but he's very not very well known in in the West. Right. Um and uh but but in in his in his Japan, he is very well regarded. Right, right. There's a a movie that he made in the 60s called A Fugitive Out of Time, I think it's called. And that movie has been like on these lists of the best Japanese movies ever from from mm. uh uh some Japanese critics. It was like fucking number 3 or some shit. So it's <laughs> it's uh he's very highly regarded. Yeah. So this is the first movie to be released on Blu-ray in the U.S. of his. Hmm. So uh, hopefully there's more coming. Yeah, out. hopefully. I, I would like to see some more. Right. Do you remember the uh, the Samurai trilogy with uh, Toshiro Mifune playing uh, Musashi? Yeah, yeah. That's that's. It's pretty vague in my head, but I do kind of remember some of that. It's a 50s trilogy, and uh, anyway, Ushida in the 60s directed a five-movie version of that Musashi story, and uh, those are fairly well-regarded as well. I know that one trilogy that I, I don't, we didn't do it for podcast, did we? No. No. And I do remember something in that one saying that that was itself a remake, yeah, yeah, of pre-war films that the same director had made, but they'd been destroyed, yeah. And so he remade them in the fifties to kind of bring them back. Yeah, I think I don't know if they were silent or if they were in like in the thirties, but uh, I saw a reference that that this movie Bloody Spear was a a remake of a twenties movie, but I couldn't find any information on the twenties movie hmm. to verify that. And the only thing that I could see that was saying that it was a remake was some guy's review, and I didn't see any. Hmm. There was no sourcing or any anything yeah. that I could like pull up, so I'm not sure if that's the case yeah, or not. It might just be a an assumption or something. It could, it could be. It could be. 
But uh, yeah, we mm. don't. We'll we'll never know. Yeah. The other thing is that the 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 guy who plays the spear carrier, I don't know his name, but anyway, that guy was a uh, a big samurai actor in the mm. in the silent and th- the 30s. Oh, okay. And and then the war and all that stuff. You know they weren't making samurai movies. Right. Because it's fucking war, and so then his like career was on hold, and then uh, he came back. Uh, in a not as a samurai, but as the spear carrier in this movie. Yeah. And uh, well, that that does make sense that he would have been a, a recognized name that would have yeah. drawn in some audience and to be the yeah, main so character. He was a big star. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of. I did like the samurai guy, the main guy. Main samurai. Yeah whatever his name was, Sagawa or something like that. I forget. I don't remember. Yeah. I just kind of, I liked his character where he's just this total nice guy, but then he gets drunk and kind of an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, it's like he's got this arc where he's learning and becoming a better person kind of a thing. Yeah. It does seem like he's trying. And it's like at that end, it's just like, like suddenly I figured this out <laughs> and, then, and, then it's just, and then the crazy fight goes on and yeah poor guy yeah <laughs> it was kind of yeah it's kind of weird like there's a lot of things in there too that just um you don't see immediate like the the minor guy like I didn't even know he was a minor until like later on when he kind of taught you like you don't see this information no, I, f- I feel like he said it at some point, and then he says it again, but I could be wrong. Yeah, because I, I maybe just didn't pick up on it early in the film, but it was like an, until he like comes in and starts explaining his life story. and Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't really know what's going on with him. And like the the girl and her father that is going, like again, like I had no idea what they were doing on the road until like... yeah. That that slowly presents itself. Right. There's there's a lot of just uh, information about the characters that just comes out more gradually, and you right. don't really know what they're doing. They're just kind of people hanging out. And yeah. I I would prefer that to uh, a movie just outwardly telling us, you know, all this <laughs> obvious stuff that we can, you know, I, a, a good filmmaker uh, has trust in his audience to. Right. Pick up on things and put things together. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Kind of. That's a very. Uh, I like the peddlers too, where they were just. Yeah, they were fun. Like every time they go in, they just see the samurai. Like, oh shit! <laughs> just right. like turn around and leave. Like. Yeah, and he. I liked how the samurai. He's like. He, he doesn't even remember. Yeah, it. yeah, he's just just like, what? Why are these guys? What did I do with them? And and that kind of, like, fits into it, too, in a way, in those themes of just, like, you have these, this upper class being assholes all the time. They don't even realize they're being, like, they don't even think of, it doesn't even occur to them that they're inconveniencing other people's lives and and causing these tragedies and stuff. And they're just like, well, why is everybody upset? Like, like, what's your problem? I'm just doing my thing. Like... (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, they're not thinking of. They don't see the what their yeah. their impact on the world around them is. Right. And so. Yeah. It kind of fits into it again. Like he's he is at once kind of the symbol of everything that's wrong with that nobility, the the class structure while at the same time being the kind of subversive one in it that is not uh, being the big asshole of it. He's kind of... Yeah, he's, he's, he's filling both roles simultaneously, which right. is really interesting. He's becoming aware of it. Yeah. He's, yeah. Because, yeah, with the... Uh, especially when he is given the reward for capturing the thief, and he's just like... Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> like, I just walked in the fucking door. What are you right. talking about? He's just like, well, what about the guy who actually did it? We should honor him. <laughs> they're like, no. He's your fucking servant, so you, you know. And he's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then he's like, well, and then he just kind of gestures to the whole crowd of people that were there. He's like, well, shouldn't we, like, you know, acknowledge all of these people who are actually, like, chasing him around to be, like, right. maybe, you know give them a word of thanks or something at least and they're just like oh well whatever yeah <laughs> like fuck this we're done we're, we're here's your reward piece of paper right uh, yeah so like i feel like if he was if he wasn't self-aware or at least a, a dawning self-aware right there's uh he would have just been like, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this fucking honor. <laughs> I'm a badass samurai. Yes, right. caught the thief. <laughs> and he would have just moved on. Like those assholes at the end, you know that they would have Yeah, they, they would have just taken thought it about it. Yeah. If anything, they'd have been pissed off they didn't get cash. And right, be like, right. Well, where's our actual reward? <laughs> well, I feel like he was he was mad about that because I, I feel like at some level he wanted to, to compensate the people who actually you know caught the guy right he thought that it was it should actually have some right physical reward of, of yeah. something well, something should piece come. of paper yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's it that's all you get for you know stopping this dangerous criminal yeah this motherfucker's just going around the stealing from everybody uh, and what about the reveal of the guy when they like they take off his shirt and he's just and you and see he, that tattoo like, yeah. and like he suddenly he does this pose like yeah, <laughs> I love like, it that's great yeah. <laughs> it was just like as soon as the shirt comes off it's just like oh now I've got a pose <laughs> it's just kind of funny that like he's like kind of scared and intimidated and just trying to get away and then just all of a sudden oh nope cocky badass now he's got to present himself yeah. you know he's he, in that situation. It's like uh, an animal who's backed into a corner. They can't just be like, well, you got me. <laughs> they got to puff up and be like, no, I'm ready to fight. So he's like, he knows that he's got the the tattoo and, you know, all of his, his, uh, his identity has been fully revealed. Mm-hmm. His tattoo is out. That's the thing that they were like told about him. Like, right. This is the guy. And so now he's just like, yep, it's me, motherfuckers. <laughs> what you going to do about it? <laughs> and honestly, he would have gotten away if if uh, they didn't come in with the spear. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. when Because when they were first talking about the tattoo, it's like, I think it's the guy giving the guy the massage. 
Yeah. And so he's like rubbing his back and it's just like I was like, oh, he's like he's talking about this tattoo on the guy's back while he's rubbing this guy's back. <laughs> like, yeah. Like maybe this massage guy is gonna like take off his shirt to get a very oh, oh my god. <laughs> that would have been a weird, funny little moment. But. Yeah. But no, that does not happen. No. I feel like that would be uh, like too normal for this movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be almost expected. Right. And this movie seems to do th- almost like the, the 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 randomness of life where you just like yeah yeah shit is happening and it's not really how you think it's gonna happen you know right and uh, I feel like this movie is yeah kind of going for that yeah it kind of just. Uh, defies expectations yeah in a good way yeah i mean i have to say i did kind of expect it by the end i thought it was going to be a tragedy by the time when i i yeah i mean mean, it is but like at at, at a certain point i was just like okay this is just gonna be like something's gonna come in and just fuck everything up everybody's gonna die yeah (laughs) and I don't know about like die, but it was just like something's gonna happen that, uh, and for one, it, bloody spear. Like it's, yeah, well, you know that shit's gonna happen and, at some and point. And the movie yeah. is definitely uh, kind of paced to the point where you can think. And so I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, we got like half an hour left. Like it's called bloody spear. Like and the, just the way things had developed, I was just like, okay, something's gonna come in and just totally fuck up everything, and yeah. somebody's gonna snap and lose it and start just stabbing people but so you don't think that because uh, that happened i mean you know it shit goes down it, so it does you don't think that that's uh tragic enough that what happened no that was like that was the, what was kind of the fulfillment of that yeah because like, i'm like before that i was thinking like okay something's gonna come in and, yeah yeah okay and that's what came in and <laughs> and i was like oh shit like here it comes like when he went in to drink with genta again i'm like oh okay now it's gonna now it's gonna snap and then i was like oh there's these four assholes okay they're gonna be the ones who <laughs> set this off and i kind of thought it was gonna be the main guy the samurai guy kind of, kind of drinking and losing it again and yeah but it kind of goes so it was still defying expectations, but I was kind of like, okay. Just leading up into that, I was like, where is this story going? We've done this whole thing with the girl being <laughs> sold. Like, there's still a half hour left. What's going on here? Like, this is just, I just had this feeling like it's just going to end in some kind of tragedy. <laughs> it's like, there's going to be something messed up that's going to happen, and it's yeah. just going to... It's like we're we're gonna have an explosion here at the end, and I don't really know what, but something's gonna just explode into one scene of like, crystallized violence of <laughs> that will <laughs> decide the entire film, and and, and it kind of did. Like after that fight scene, I kind of looked back and I was like, oh, I I think that fight scene, as as sloppy and weird as it seems, is what really makes the film kind of connect and yeah for sure like that that was the moment where i was just like okay i've i've 
I'm on board now. <laughs> like this is the, this is the movie. You're finally on board with two minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it kind of made me look back at the rest of the movie and go, "Yeah, that was oh, okay. that was all good. like that. That all added up and worked." So and prior worked. to that, I was kind of like, "What is, what am I doing with this film? What is going on with this film?" Like, yeah, what, what a little bit bored here? or just a little bit just wondering where it's going but kind of yeah it was kind of like lost for a narrative thread to follow and, yeah but after that fight it just just kind of crystallized everything to all right well be a and then i looked back and i'm like okay yeah now now i see where it's going and what it's well, doing. there you go yeah and then you yeah. watch it again and you and bring it together some more yeah yeah it's it's one of those movies yeah where, for sure and it's one of the those things where i've that constantly makes me think that the second watching is usually the better <laughs> than watching it the first time. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely movies like that. Yeah, and uh, I, this is one of them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I tend to think that about a lot of movies, but yeah, I mean, in general, it. I mean, maybe not your uh, summer blockbuster Avengers movie, especially but <laughs> yeah, well, those. Yeah, I don't but, know. Anything that's actually got some kind of real thematic structuring to it, like right. this, is definitely going to be. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that's there is themes at work in those Avengers movies, but uh, I don't know that anybody, I don't know that you need to see them more than once. <laughs> I surely don't, but but <laughs> I just I feel like it's all unpacked by the end of the movie, right? And you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand rewatching them, but that's me. Clearly, I am in the minority because those movies are <laughs> selling like crazy. The shit, you know, in in the popular culture. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else? I don't know. I feel kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of feel like it's. Uh, we've kind of dealt with it all. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>